Step back three on the way. And he's got another one. Jamal Murray. And they want to post up to Joker. They want to take advantage of this matchup. Don't we see that at least once a game from Jokic to someone? Outside Jokic for the lead. Have you been in these sessions before? I've said this like 10 times. And I'm not writing your article for you. Ask one of your colleagues. He's magnificent. It's winner go home. Three points. And Bobo, hey, hey I'll tell you, young fella, don't go chasing waterfalls right there. Yeah, thank you, whoever did this. What is good, everyone? It's your boy Anilo Piro back at it again with another installment of this Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing well here on this chilly Thursday evening. And I, I was down at the studio last night, the Mile High Sports Studios. I did uh, the Denver Sports Betting Show, and I uh, helped produce the MMA plug as well. And I'm not going to lie, folks, I didn't know it was supposed to snow as bad as it did last night. So uh, I live up in Broomfield at the moment, and the Mile High Sports Studios are down by the uh, Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. So what is that, like Centennial, Lone Tree area? And uh, it took me about a solid hour and a half to get home last night in my little... Uh, Dodge Dart, my little front-wheel drive Dodge Dart that, uh, if we're going to be honest, does not do all that well in the snow. So I was driving in the thick of that stuff last night. Man, it sucked. So just uh, happy to be here, happy to get home safe. Hope all of you guys are doing well, staying warm out there. Uh, And if any of you are listening from the uh, great state of Texas, I hope that you guys are doing okay over there as well because we all know that that is a... Things have been dire over there lately, so hope you guys are doing well in Texas. Hope you guys are doing well wherever you are, and yeah, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys, and for this podcast, I'm going to spice it up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and pull an excerpt from my uh, radio program last night with Chase Howell, who's uh, you know one of my good friends and uh, works with me over at denversportsbetting.com, and this was a segment that we recorded it, right as the Nuggets game had tipped off, I believe, like the score is like seven to three or something. You'll you'll hear me ask Chase, you know, well, what are we looking at here with the score? Um, and I, you know, we didn't really talk about the game in particular, but we really just kind of talked about the concept. If you listen to my previous podcast that came out yesterday, uh, I, I titled that one the Beal Spiel because obviously I subscribe to the thought that Denver is in dire need to make a move for an A-type star, an A-type player to pair next to Nikola Jokic. I just don't think Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray is going to cut it at this moment in time. So we, we kind of dive into that conversation, that discussion here a little bit about, you know, what, what, what you know, just would you give up Michael Porter Jr.? You know, would you give up Jamal Murray? What, what would a trade involving those players look like? So I get uh, Chase's opinion as well as Danny, our producer's opinion. So I, I think it's a good conversation, though, because then I put it out on I put out the poll question there on Twitter as well. Um, and I believe well over 65 percent of the people voted that in favor of yes, in the sense that they would want to trade, you know, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. to bring in a player like a Bradley Beal. So kind of just building off that conversation and obviously the Denver Nuggets suffering a, a pitiful loss. I'll save the rant about that game uh, for later, <laughs> you know, probably for, I mean, just, I don't even want to rant about that game. It's just, there's not much to say. It's just, a, it's a pitiful, disgusting loss. So uh, it's embarrassing to lose to the second worst team in the Eastern Conference, you know, if you have true you know, nice aspirations to try to get deep into the playoffs once again this season. So it, it it is what it is with this team at this point. And I just think that a performance like last night is just all the more, you know, assurance that Nuggets fans should need to, and, and Tim Conley should need to, you know, really consider rolling the dice and making a move, you know, for a big time player. So 
let's go ahead and listen to that conversation from yesterday's program and then uh, a little tease as well. I'll have a column tomorrow morning coming out milehighsports.com, a little extension of this podcast and just just some extra thoughts um, as it pertains to my take on the situation and in particular the status of Michael Porter Jr. moving forward. So let, let's get into the interview and we'll uh, talk to you guys later in the week. Hope you guys enjoy. Chase Howell sitting in here at the Mile High Sports Studios. This is the Denver Sports Betting Program. 303-13. What am I? 13. Why can I not read this? 303-831-1340. My gosh, I got to go back to kindergarten. I literally just graduated like three weeks ago, bro, from college, and I can't read a number. Like, embarrassing. Um, Text that, 303-831-1340, if you guys want to get involved with the show. Text us if you don't want to talk to us, if you're afraid promise we don't bite but feel free to give us a call if you want um let's go ahead and talk about the denver nuggets give me a little update there chase what's the score we're looking at 36 21 37 21 jamal just made a free throw 30 wow all right i uh so far so good but unfortunately you know this is par for the course for the denver nuggets you know they they tend to play extremely well nah, not extremely well but they tend to play pretty damn good you know in the opening portions of the game and the third quarter comes around and this team tends to just shoot, not shoot themselves in the foot. Like they shoot themselves in the foot. They shoot themselves in the thigh. They shoot themselves in the chest. They shoot themselves in the stomach. I mean, they just, they, they will do everything in their possible realm of possibility to lose the game in the third quarter. You blew it! I mean, it's, it's I've never seen anything like it. Um, but so far, so good for Denver against Washington here tonight. And obviously the big storyline in my, I actually didn't see a lot about it on Twitter. I, I wonder why. Uh, but to me, I call this the Beal spiel, you know, like this is the, the Bradley Beal game, you know, Denver and Washington aren't going to play each other. You know, they play each other. What? Twice a year. Is it you, whatever it is twice yeah, a year? Twice. Look, and I know Michael Porter jr. Is going off, man. And he's got a couple nice dunks. I don't know what Jamal's doing, but I mean, I, I've been saying it for years, four or five years, man. Arkansas. This, this team needs a legitimate, a type player to compliment Nikola Jokic, and I think that somebody could be Bradley Beal. Uh, hopefully tonight, you know, Bradley kind of wakes up and smells the roses in regards to what he could be with the Denver Nuggets. He's only 27 years old, this guy, man. An electric player on a bum franchise for some reason that just wants to stay there. The league's leading scorer. He, yep, he and he would be so good in Denver, man. So good. I mean, like that. that's a move that if you... I don't care. What, I mean, you can't give up MPJ and Murray, but I mean... I am. If I'm Tim Conley, man, like, what is the hesitation? I mean, I don't even understand the hesitation at this point. I mean, if you have the opportunity to go out and trade for a Bradley Beal and you're going to give up one of those two. What's wrong with giving up both? Well, that's a steep price. I mean, you're giving up both? Well, yeah. I mean, what do you get if, in return? If you're giving up one, you're giving up a lot of first round picks, like three or four. Which I think right? is great. We spoke with, I spoke with George Carl uh, for an interview at DenverSportsBank.com, and this was when Denver was really struggling early on and he kind of made the point and it doesn't really hold up as well right now because Zignaji's playing well but what's the point of having 
and stockpiling multiple first and second round draft picks on a team that is championship ready, on a team that is led by a head coach that does not like where is Bull Bull? Like how do you, how how do you not figure out like how do you not figure out a way to get Bull like like seriously? Like you know what I'm saying? Like like what is the point to continue to st- like, what is the value in draft picks if you're not going to be able to play them? If you're winning, there's a reason why. When was the last time the Lakers or well, no, you know, like these these powerhouse teams? When have you heard about them getting a top tier pick? The Lakers do just don't. Draft. Never. I mean, but no, seriously, give me one championship team that in the two years maybe leading up before them winning a chip, they had a top five pick. Not top five. Man. No one. There. There. Toronto is. They. They didn't have like a. Big time top ten pick, but they definitely built through the draft. Yeah, and I mean that's what Denver's done. You know they've built Gary Harris mid round pick, Michael Porter Jr. mid round mid first, Jamal Murray seventh. You know not top five, but you know, and then Jokic and the whole rest. And here's my take: if I had to give up, and let me ask you this: would you if you if if you're sitting down, if you're Tim Conley, you're talking with the Wizards? I'll ask both of you guys: are you more inclined? You're going to have to give up picks and probably some role players as well. But is the centerpiece? And are you giving up Jamal or Michael Porter Jr. first? It's really tough for me. I I think if Jamal, it's who has more value is kind of, and I'm not really sure what the answer is, but I'd just give up who has more value. I think it's, I would be definitely willing to give up Jamal if they're bringing in a guy like Beal. Yeah, that's the way I was leaning to, especially because of same position, essentially, that they play. Yeah. And so if you keep Michael Porter Jr., you still have him with that huge upside that, Maybe someday he lives to fulfill, but remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to trade Murray, but if Beal's on the table and it only takes Murray in one or two picks, I'm definitely going to do it. I mean, to me, this is the deal where you can package either Murray or Porter Jr., and you also say adios to Gary Harris and Will Barton, which is <laughs> a dub in my book, if anything. Uh, but the way I look at it, Jamal's frustrating, right? Because Jamal doesn't have the ceiling that Michael Porter Jr. does. But what I love about Jamal Murray and the essential part of why I'm going to trade Michael Porter Jr. before I trade Jamal Murray is his leadership, is his ability to have the proper mindset. Michael Porter Jr. right now looks lost out there. I mean, maybe not right now, but leading up to this game, he looked flustered. He looked frustrated. He'd yet to to make it in the league. You know, Jamal has been able to experience some of the highest highs, you know, in the NBA. And, And that's not even the biggest point of why I go Jamal over MPJ. I think Michael Porter Jr., if you're the Denver Nuggets, and I, I I look at Michael Porter Jr.'s house money. You lucked out to get him. What 10th overall, I think it was. 14th. I mean, 14, he wasn't even supposed to be there. I mean, we're talking about a guy that if he's fully healthy is the perennial number one overall pick guaranteed. That that's a fact. Or if not one, top three, right? They managed to get this guy at 14. They've managed to build up his trade value off of virtually zero production. And the biggest elephant in the room, why did he fall to 14? Injuries. You're telling me... It, 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 was it just injuries? It, it was kind of what we're learning now. Yeah, that as well. But injuries was a massive, massive. I mean, teams were... The Clippers passed up on him twice. Mm-hmm. You know, partially because of his back, back situation. And I never, never wish for injuries upon any player. But you're, you're not fooling me if you tell me you think this guy's going to be consistently healthy for his entire career. Whereas Jamal... We've seen the grit, we've seen the determination, and we've seen the will to do whatever it takes to win. I don't think you have that with Michael Porter Jr., man. And I think while the ceiling is higher with MPJ, I think there's more value in having someone like Jamal Murray on your team. So that's where I go. But I think 
if you have to package, I, there's no way it's a, it's a straight one for one. I mean, I think you're, you're dangling one of those two players. And like I said, I think it's it, it, it depending on the amount of draft capital you want to give up. It's probably one of those guys, Gary Harris, Will Barton in a pick. Hardenstein's given some great minutes. Holy cow. Megan plays on both Look sides. He took a charge. Nice to see. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I just think that the Denver Nuggets are in this weird purgatory stage where like this is like I was texting with Ivan and Carter from the uh, Denver sports betting team. Uh, they help us with our Nuggets coverage. And like I'm just more and more convinced and it's frustrating because the way Jokic is playing. But I'm just convinced that this is a transition year for the team. I mean, you're, you're seeing RJ Hampton step up. You're seeing Zeke Naji step up and give them a year. And I think they're going to be the guys. I mean, there's your new Will Barton. There's your new Gary Harris. Do you take any of that with a grain of salt, seeing as for guys like that, rookies that are putting up big production, they're not playing in full stadiums? Or do you think it doesn't really have much bearing? Maybe for Zeke's three-point shot. I mean, because that's just absurd. But I mean, like, RJ just looks scrappy. Like, he just, like, I mean, like, the, 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 the determination aspect to me is not dependent on fans. If anything, I think it's great that you're seeing them make the most with not having to feed off the energy, the energy from yeah. the crowd. So, I, I, but here, here's my biggest thing. I'm done with Will Barton and Gary Harris, man. I mean, they have maxed out. I, I mean, Barton's fantastic off the bench. He's good in sports. Gary, I mean, it's can't make a three. Like, and if it means taking a step back this year to get guys like Zeke and RJ and Marcus Morris and even Faku, you know, Faku's looked okay in spurts to get these guys integrated. I, it's do it. I just think that this team needs to make a move, man. And I'm not just saying that. I know that there's a lot of people out there that just are screaming at the Nuggets because they suck and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, this team is not going anywhere without making a move for a top-tier player. Just a fact. So, And it's frustrating to watch games like this because it's like we're going to get freaking hard on for this team after they beat the second-worst team in the East. Everyone's going to be freaking thinking this team's fixed. Are you kidding me? Like, like I, just, I can't get excited about this right now. I mean, are we going to get excited about them taking care of business? Winning a game that they should absolutely win? What's the fun in that? Only a three and a half point favorite. Exactly. I don't want to say it's free money, but it's looking pretty decent right now. It's looking pretty decent. If you want to go to milehighsports.com and listen to my preview this morning, you would have uh, heard about that. But three segments in the book, 303-831-1340, Go Fast Energy Drink, Hotline and Text Line, if you guys want to get involved here in this last segment. Before the MMA plug comes up with Ron Kruk and Jordan Kurtz, it should be a good program. Curtis Blades fighting in the main event of the UFC Fight Night program coming up this weekend. He's going to join the show. A little interview oh. with uh, yeah, with Kruk and uh, Kurtz. And uh, Curtis, man, I mean, he's one of the best, most terror for, he's, he's a terrifying person to watch fight. I mean, he could drop you in one punch. I mean, he could, he's a fantastic grappler as well. So uh, we'll listen to his conversation with Kruk and Kurtz coming up here in, in the next hour as well. But uh, you're stuck with us for a little bit longer. Anilo Piro, Chase Howell, 643, back on the other side. <laughs> 